You're listening to Sarah Hagen backstage with interviews and insights from years inside the music industry. Join Sarah as she talks with masters of their crafts, finding out what makes them tick both inside and outside of the music business. Welcome to Sarah Hagen backstage. My guest today is Stanton Moore. And while we will talk to Stanton about drumming and galactic and his drum academy, we are going to focus today on the effect that Hurricane Ida had on Louisiana. Stanton is from New Orleans, lives in New Orleans. He owns Tipitina's, a club in New Orleans. And so we wanna talk about how we can all help, where we can donate, what we can do to help in the recovery efforts for Louisiana. So we are going to focus on that today. And we will also talk about the effect of the coronavirus on the music industry that we love so much and where we think things are going in the future. So come along with me as I catch up with Stanton Moore. Stanton Moore, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Sarah Hagen. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Well, you know, I'm doing pretty good. I mean, I'm I'm finally at a place where I feel like I'm taking things in stride. You know, it's like there's just so much coming at everyone. Mm-hmm. It's not going to do me or anyone any good to to be stressed or or you know or flustered, or right? In any kind of way. So I'm just trying to take things in stride, you know, it's like, we really felt like we were starting to move in a good direction starting to get back to work after the pandemic. And then the pandemic started to surge and then things started getting canceled again. And then as you know, and as everybody knows, uh, New Orleans and all of Southern Louisiana got hit with one of the most devastating hurricanes in history. And so it, I'm not complaining. I'm in a great fortunate situation i'm trying to figure out how can i help the people who need help the most Mm -hmm. uh and continue to work so you know as we've been discussing i'm about to head to the airport to go fly out for a couple of gigs um this weekend so i'm just i'm like hey i'm doing good you know it's i'm working uh and just trying to figure out what needs to be done we found out that our house probably needs a new roof um, but you know, that, that's all manageable. Mm-hmm. You know, there are people who lost everything. And so how do we help them? For sure. Well, yes. And I just want to say thank you so much for being here super early in the morning with us and making the time to, to talk. And, you know, we, we spoke earlier this week and, and thought it was really important to, um, to chat about what's going on and, and the hurricane and the relief efforts and just get on um, and let people know what is happening and that people are still out of power um, in need of supplies, right? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the causes I've been getting behind is Second Harvest Food Bank that services the New Orleans and Acadiana area. And that's no-hunger.org. That's one of the causes I've been getting behind because they've been around since 1982. They've been getting hot food and supplies to people for years. And mm-hmm. now in Ida, uh, they, they're getting all kinds of supplies to the people who need it in 
the areas south of New Orleans. So New Orleans is, you know, it's devastated, but but we're going to recover. There are the lower lying regions south of New Orleans, all the bayou areas where a lot of our fish, shrimp, crabs come from. And that, that all contributes to, yes, our food supply, which makes New Orleans the amazing place that it is, but our culture too. And, and a lot of those areas have lost everything. I mean, just right. wiped away. Not just a house here, a house there. I'm talking about whole communities, not just neighborhoods, but whole, whole ways of life have been wiped away. And those people need help the most. So I've been spending several days figuring out which causes do I want to get behind, right? So second harvest is one and also bayoufund.org, which is a GoFundMe. It's not a proper 501c3, but they didn't have time. Mm-hmm. 501c3, but it's set up by people that I really trust. And so those two organizations I'm really getting behind because, you know, New Orleans, we're going to recover. We're going to be okay. Um, and after Katrina, it was all about rebuilding the band programs and getting musical instruments to kids. And that's important. Mm-hmm. But right now, like there are people without food, without supplies, without, you know, things for their babies. You know, it's like they don't even have, you know, the diapers right. for, for, for newborn babies. It's like, so we... I feel like we need to to address what is most needed on a human level first. Then we'll get back to like, you know, rebuilding some of the things that that we need in New Orleans. But right now, the people in in all of the lower southern parishes and areas of New Orleans need our help. So bayoufund.org and no-hunger.org are the two funds that I'm getting behind. Absolutely. And no-hunger.org, that organization, the Second Harvest um, Food Bank, it's, and you mentioned too, they're they're in New Orleans. Like this is an organization that's been here, that is in the midst of it. Um, there is, you can drop off supplies. So if you go to the website, there's an address there. If you live close enough and you have these things and you're able to, um, support and bring these supplies that are needed and everything's listed on the website. So if you get a chance, take a look at that. If you are far away, like I am, you can donate mm-hmm. to either of these organizations and it is incredibly important. Um, we love new Orleans. It is so important to not just the music, like you mentioned, um, but it's important to our food supply. It's important to the chain of items that come to the US, um, you know, through the Mississippi River. So it is very important for us to help get Louisiana as a whole back up and running and make sure that people have the things that they need to live. Well, you know, it's obvious to me and the people who live in New Orleans, but we were discussing before we went live, it's like, people are like, well, why why does New Orleans even exist there? Like, shouldn't y'all just like give up on New Orleans? And the answer is no, we can't because it's in an unfortunate spot. This is true. Mm-hmm. It, it does flood a lot, does get hit by hurricanes. But guess what? 
if you have goods coming from anywhere in the world and you want them to get into the middle of America, guess how they get there? They come and they go through the Gulf of Mexico and then they come to the port of New Orleans and then they go up the Mississippi River. So before any of your goods come to your house from Amazon, they've got to hit the port of New Orleans first and then go up the Mississippi River, then hit those Amazon trucks. And that's just a fact. It's just, yes. it, it's just what happens. So people don't know that. They're not aware of that. But New Orleans is so important. And we all, through COVID, started ordering on Amazon more and all of that. So if you're in the United States and you're ordering on Amazon, it's got to hit the port of New Orleans first. Mm -hmm. And yes, it gets hit by hurricanes. And yes, it floods. But yes, we need it. It's, it's, it's an inconvenient spot for the most important port in the United States. Absolutely. And I think it's easy for anyone all over the US to understand the supply chain issues. Because yes, you can order on Amazon, you can order online. Um, a lot of things are out of stock right now. A lot of things aren't on the shelves in the stores right now. A lot of things are not in stock on Amazon. And for anyone, you know, ordering or, you know, back to school things or, um, you know, a lot of things, if you go to the store, like not on the shelf and it's that you can see that side effect of, of the supply chain issues. And so, um, absolutely. Like, I think, I think you've touched upon just how incredibly important it is. And, um, as human beings, let's help our hu fellow humans, you know, let's, let's make sure that, that everybody's okay. Right. And, you know, we've talked about this and in the drumming world, a lot of people know this, but, but what's, what's exciting to me is that we have new drummers all the time, right? Mm -hmm. So for the new drummers who are showing up and for, for people who may have not heard this, and if we haven't mentioned it in a while, the drum set has its roots and history and beginnings in New Orleans. It is undisputed. It's, I haven't found anybody talking about it starting anywhere else other than New Orleans. So New Orleans history and its contribution to music and the drum set is just irreplaceable. Yes, absolutely. I mean, the history of the music that stems from that area, uh, the instruments that stem from that area. Um, and I've been lucky enough to spend some time in New Orleans, in Louisiana, in the Bayou areas. I, I did a clinic tour years back um, with John Blackwell, actually. Um, mm. You know, rest in peace, John Blackwell. He, he just, um, it would have been his birthday. I think it was maybe yesterday. Um, but anyway, I, you know, spending time in that area, it's not only beautiful, you know, a beautiful place to be, but the people are just incredible. The history is incredible. Um, spending time, I mean, there's so much to do and there's so much to see and experience. And so many parts, I think, of the culture are so different than anywhere else in the United States. And um, the food, like we mentioned, is so different and so many different options and like ways of preparing and um, but but yeah, the music is just so incredible. And you actually grew up in New Orleans, like spent your whole whole life there, which I think is 
really clear in your style of playing and in the music. Um, you can just hear here you're you have a very unique style, um, which I absolutely love. And I think that the culture permeates the music that comes from there, which is really important to music in the entire U.S. Well, thank you for saying all that. And, you know, part of our culture is that we're resilient. More mm -hmm. resilient. And, and, you know, we all know about Katrina and the devastation that Katrina brought. And that was 16 years prior to the day of Ida. So what we've learned is that we were able to fortify the levy systems and the levy systems held up. So now what we're talking about is how do we improve not just New Orleans, but improve what we're doing in the country and in the world moving forward from this? Because I hate to say it, but this is just the first of, of storms like this. Mm -hmm. When, and Sarah, you can ask, anybody this when does anybody remember a hurricane coming in at a cat four and devastating southern louisiana and then also flooding the subways of new york city right when and it's happening now and and we've known this is going to start happening and so we don't need to get political about it we just have to say it this is happening so what do yes. we do do we do nothing about it or do we do something about it? And to me, it's very clear. Let's do something about it. So what do we do? So there are things that we can do. So as you know, um, I, I'm a co-owner of Tipitina's. And so we have been talking about, okay, how do we, how do we start moving towards solar and renewable energy? And not just for us, how do we be an example? How do we lead the way and help all the other businesses in New Orleans set them up a template? Like, this is what you do. This is the company you go with. And, you know, we're hoping to go with Tesla and get the Tesla uh, power walls and, and have that not just power our club, but power enough to, to, to share with yes. the areas. And then how do we get the grocery store across the street to, to put in uh, sheltered power solar panels for their parking lot? And, and then get the other businesses around us to start doing this and then individuals, right? Yes. So for, um, to land it for all of us drummers there, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm going for a Tesla endorsement. And, there you go. And to just land it in, in drummer terms <laughs> and, and not just for us, but, but how do we then get everybody else to start doing this as well? And then it's not just about that. It's about, you know, how do we um, replace the cups that we're using in tips with, with biodegradable cups? I mean, just mm -hmm. every little bitty thing that we can do, which are all things that we've been talking about, then COVID hit and now the hurricane hit, but, but it's like, okay, if not now, then when? And yeah. if, if not us, then who? And yes. it, it's not about politics and it's not about, it's not about, uh, you know, it's, it's just about this is what's happening and we need to do something about it. And if you don't think that we need to do something about it, well, then please stand aside and let us get to work. I like that. I like that. And I agree with you. It is, it is not about politics. It's about science. 
It's about reality, right? And we can all look around and see with our own eyes what is going on. And we know how different things are. Things have been changing very rapidly, um, you know, since we were able to be cognitive in this world. So we can use our own brains and deduce that things are changing. And, And it's really incredibly important. I love the things that you mentioned because you can do those little things easily, right? Make small changes that actually make a big change overall. The tiny changes that you make add up over so much time. And and it's so smart and it's so wonderful to be an example for others. So I love that that's, that's the plan. I would think Tesla would want to be involved with that because helping, so. helping rebuild, helping change things for the future and be an example to others of what can happen. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm, I love putting things out in the universe. I, I kind of operate on the opposite end of thinking from you're going to jinx it. It's like, no, you got to put it out there for it to happen. And mm-hmm. so, you know, not only am I thinking about Tesla for Tipitina's, but, you know, we have, I'm not going to mention any names, but we have some big oil sponsors for some of the biggest festivals in in New Orleans, right? So why can't we get Tesla as a sponsor for some of the big festivals and start shifting people's perspective and you know we need a paradigm shift mm-hmm. from away from fossil fuels and towards towards more renewable energy and and sponsoring big festivals is a great way to go and so that that's what i'm thinking about that's that's what i'm trying to do in the next several months and years is is make those connections and and get things heading in that direction and i know it might sound lofty but it, but the, the cost of not doing it is is just too big. Absolutely. I agree with you. And, and it might sound lofty, but I don't think it is. I think it's I it's think not. it's doable, right? If, if we can put men on the moon and mm-hmm. launch, launch spaceships uh, into the perimeters of, of the atmosphere just for kicks, then we can definitely start cleaning up our own house, which is our yes. plan. It's like we... This is our house and we're lucky to be here, but it's not our house. We're guests. That is very true. We better start acting like grateful guests or else they're going to kick us out. (laughs) Yeah, Right. And I do think, you know, for everyone out there who has children, thinking about the future for the children is it's a scary prospect. And if things have changed so quickly in our lifetime, what are they going to be faced with? So yeah. I think it's, you know, and it's, so it's not just about us. It's, it is about the future. It is about what we're leaving for others. And it's so incredibly important. Um, but yeah, you just, you mentioned, you know, a, a hurricane that comes through and affects both Louisiana and New York, you know, and, and up into the New England area where I live, where there was just a lot of flooding. Um, and it was the strangest thing because there was a ton of flooding without a ton of rain, you know? So it was, it was, it was odd, the whole thing. And I think maybe that's the way to describe a lot of the weather lately is very odd. I mean, we had a tornado warnings up here. Um, and, you know, I think the, the winds for Ida were like 150 miles per hour. That is just 
crazy, cra mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's hard to imagine what is coming. And I think, you know, there's a way you can just be, people will say, oh, well, you just, you know, you'll be afraid of everything. It's not about that. It's about being aware and being prepared and then also doing what we can do to mitigate the future um, that, you know, the, the things that could come our way in the future, be aware, yeah. be prepared and, and yeah. then do what you can to change it, right? It's as simple as this. We've been doing nothing. How's yeah. that working out for us? Right. We're good. Do you want more of this? I don't want more of this. So yeah. we have to do something. It's as simple as that. And and what those somethings are, we're going to figure out on the way. But you have to decide that we're going to take the first step. We're going to take the step towards we have to do something. And yes. time for sitting back and just saying, uh, well, you know, this isn't happening or that was a freak accident or that was, you know, a freak occurrence. It's like, well, if you're going to think that way, I can't change the way you think. Please stand aside and, and please let us get to work. Yes, I agree with you. I'm on board 100%. So <laughs> whatever you need from me, I'm here. <laughs> I'm going to let you know. Okay. I'm figuring it out as we go. Absolutely. And conference calls about, about uh, installing Tesla at, at Tipitina's. So that, yeah. that's that first order of business. And of course we'll be, you know, you can't just do one thing at a time, but that that's what our, our start is right now and, and figuring out things as we go. That's a great first step for sure. That's big. And I can't wait to hear more about it. That's it's exciting. That's exciting. And in a time where, a lot of things are uncertain. And, you know, you mentioned that um, you have found a way to just be calm about things and make a plan. And I think that's a really great way to, to go about facing everything that has come your way over the past year and a half and our way collectively as, as people, I think we've all had to face a lot of things and figure out a way to um, not get so incredibly stressed about it, but instead figure out how to deal with it, make a plan on how to deal with it. And I love that you're putting things into action. So I can't wait to hear more about this. And, you know, you mentioned festivals um, and we all know that a lot of things have, have changed trying to get back out there, trying to get the music back up and moving. Um, things are being canceled right now, which is a little bit frustrating. And, I'm, I'm hoping that like the Jazz Fest, I know it's been pushed back, but you know, things like that that happen in New Orleans are so incredibly important for music in general. And, you know, fingers crossed that things start moving again. Yeah, I, I feel confident that they will because I feel that human beings appreciate situations like that so much. Like I just know from everybody that I'm talking to and everybody that I know that they just can't wait for Jazz Fest and other festivals to come back, right? Yes. And everybody was devastated when we had to reschedule Jazz Fest again. But I think it's public knowledge by this point that the cancellation of Jazz Fest was out was predominantly out of financial concern mm -hmm. because you had to start paying 
guarantees to the bigger artists. So you're starting to pay guarantees to all these, to the, all these big artists. And then at any moment, the artist could be like, one of our members got COVID and we're not going to be able to make it. And then what do you do? And then how does Jazz Fest get that money back? And then long story short, it could have been financially disastrous for mm -hmm. Jazz Fest to try to push this, this rescheduling in October ahead. And so they decided this might be a hit that we can't recover from. So it sucks, but we're going to have to stand, stand back. And, yes. and, you know, it sucks, but it, it's probably the smartest move. Um, and also getting that many people together, even if they would have done proof of vax and uh, negative tests is still, you're getting all these people together. So it, for multiple reasons, that was probably a good call on their end. I feel like it was the only call they could have made. It, it's I agree. Absolutely, absolutely sucks. Nobody wants nobody wants to hear that. Yeah. But the most responsible and uh for many, many reasons on the public and and their own financial end. It was the most responsible move. Um, you know, it was that was a grown-up move. No nobody nobody wanted to hear that the party's not gonna happen. Yeah. But, but to protect the kids and 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 themselves, it, it was the it was the best uh, the best way of handling it. Now yeah. that said, the clubs in New Orleans can check proof of vax and and negative tests at door and mm -hmm. more manageable manageable situation, which is a paradigm shift because who would have thought that indoor activities in the middle of a COVID surge would be the most manageable, but we feel that they are. And we've been doing um, proof of vax and, and negative tests at Tipitina's. And I know that some people um, are up in arms about that as well, but it's just what needs to happen. It's like, you know, if yeah. you don't, if you don't want to acknowledge that we are in an, I would say unprecedented, but you know, plagues and pandemics have happened before. Mm -hmm. We we just have the the knowledge, the means, and and the ways to mitigate and and minimize it now. And and we can. And some people don't want to agree that it even exists. Well, as I said, please stand aside and let us continue with with business, with with life. Yes. You don't have to agree with us. That's fine. But mm -hmm. leave me out of our way. Absolutely. And you are in a really unique position to speak about this being not only a musician um, and wanting to get back out on the road and wanting to make music, but also as a club owner and being on the other side of it and wanting to keep people safe and follow what needs to be done. And I, I think that, um, you know, you are really are the perfect person to talk about this. And you're right. There are a lot of people who aren't happy about the the vaccination, you know, requirements, the proof of vax and um, or the negative test. I think it's like you have to be negative within have a negative test within 72 hours, something like that. Right. Yeah. But 
but you're trying to live and you're trying to make a living and you're trying to bring music to people. And it's, it should be, I think, more appreciated <laughs> than, than it is sometimes. And the difficulty of it should be more appreciated. It's not an easy thing to pull off what you're doing, what all the musicians are doing, being out on the road and, you know, putting yourselves at risk sometimes in to bring music to people and to bring what makes people happy. So um, yeah. I appreciate you and all the efforts yeah. that you're going through there and all the other musicians. And I, I can't wait to get out and see some live music and, you know, be back in that environment, but obviously as safe as possible. Yeah. And the festivals that we've been playing, the gigs that we've been playing have just been off, just off the charts, like with the energy from the audience and mm. people appreciating it. And so it's, it, what this has taught me is that it's just human nature. People love interaction. People love getting together. People love being social. Mm -hmm. it, it's just, it's a human need. Yes. That, that, that's what I've learned, I think, the most from this whole COVID and, and shutdown experience is that human beings as, as, a human need need social interaction and that's yes. taken away from us and so now people appreciate it on on a deeper level and and when we are getting back together in safe ways now it's it's i find that people are grateful and don't take things for granted mm -hmm. and, and it's more appreciated so that's that's a silver lining that I'm enjoying is that yes. when you finally do get to see, you know, um, other musicians, then it, it's so much, it's so valued, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I'll tell you just Sunday. So not even a week ago, I show up to this festival in West Virginia and at catering is all of ghost note. Right? <laughs> yeah. So as you know, Ghost Note played with me on Zildjian Live. Mm -hmm. So our keyboard player couldn't be with us because he had to stay in New Orleans and take care of his 91-year-old dad. So I asked Sput and Xavier, hey, um, our keyboard player can't make it. Do y'all want to play? And then we also got some of the uh, some of the horn players. Um Sylvester and, and Jonathan to play as well. Long story short, it wound up being like the most fun. It was almost like a galactic jam session. Um, and our new singer, Jelly, just feeds off that energy. And she just took everything to a new level. And it was like raining and misting. It was horrible conditions. And yet we had <laughs> the most fun uh, that I've had in a long time. And that comes from people interacting. You, know? mm -hmm. you just can't get that unless you're in person. And Absolutely. so I, I feel like we, we just, we need to do what we need to do to, to get back to that. And yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, for me is do everything we need to do. Right. Get, yeah. Whatever it takes, whatever I, I keep saying that, whatever it takes to get back together and and be safe you know i have um parents who are older and people 
around me who I care about. And I also care about people that I don't know. I want to keep them safe too. And I think that's incredibly important. Um, I want your children to be safe and I want, you know, your family to be safe. And, um, and I love that story about you having that experience. It's like almost euphoric to be back with people and to be back making music in whatever condition, like it doesn't matter if it's raining. Um, if, whatever is going on around you and you you're dealing you were dealing with being without a keyboard player and maybe that would have been a harder thing to deal with years back now it's like well let's figure we'll, we'll do what we have to do we'll we'll play it out or we'll bring in spot great yeah yes yes um and so you know it just i feel like when you're at a show even in the audience so you're you're observing a band playing and you look over at somebody next to you and you see how much they're enjoying the show. And maybe you smile at each other or you're singing along to something and the person next to you who you don't know is also sing al singing along. And you have this bond that with a stranger, with people around you, with, you know, everyone there that night. And it's just such an incredible feeling. And I can't wait to get back there. And again, it's like, whatever it takes to do that. And I also have to mention one of the things that I've talked about over the past year and a half, you know, we always talk about like, what was your first concert that you went to? And that's like a significant moment in everyone's lives, not just musicians, but like, what was your first concert? Now we've been talking the past year and a half. What was the last concert that you saw before the pandemic? And I have to tell you, Galactic, was the last one that I saw in February of 2020. Wow. Yeah. To me. And yeah, that's, I mean, that was one of the last concerts that I played, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it's, yeah, you know, and so this whole, this whole experience that we've gone through globally, right? You know, when you're playing a show like that, you're like, oh yeah, we're just going to move on to the next show. And then we're just going to uh, move on to the next leg of the tour, which was going to be the West coast tour and all that got canceled. Mm -hmm. So what all of this has taught me is like every concert could be your last concert. Like, and we all know that, but now we've all felt it. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, so what I'm hoping is that, and not everybody will, but I'm hoping that a majority of people will have a, an appreciation and a gratefulness for every experience that we get to have moving forward. Because yeah. it can all be taken away at yeah. any moment. And that's what we're learning. For sure. And, you know, people like you, musicians, club owners, people like me in the industry, we had our lives as we knew it changed forever really you know so sh we'll get back out there you'll be making music again um you're making music again but you'll be you know touring all the time and the club will be hopping every night and it'll be it'll be back to that um not too long i don't think but <laughs> but we've changed i think as people i think we've changed because we, we do know how fleeting it can be and there is a whole new appreciation for not only music, but the life, the music industry, um, and the people that we care about and we love. And I think 
you know, when I get a chance to see my family, I think, well, we might be back in lockdown at some point. So enjoy this while you <laughs> while you can, right. um, because it was a very long period of time without that. So I do agree with you. There's a new appreciation for this music industry. And um, and I think it will be a different landscape moving forward. Things will be different. A lot of things have changed for the future, but the most important part of it is the music, the music making and the getting together with people to create and then also being able to watch and, and love the uh, the experience of seeing the music happen. So that won't change. Yeah, I, I do. Uh, that is one thing that I do recognize and see is it's just a basic human need that people want to experience that. And that's great because that's how I make my living. So mm -hmm. see it get taken away and you're like, oh, well, are people going to appreciate it? Or they're just be like, yeah, that's fine. I don't need that anymore. But what I'm seeing is that people do need that. Yeah. And, and that that it's it's an energy exchange yes. between, between the band and the audience. And if you're in the audience with your friends and that that whole social experience, I think people feed off of it. And I don't I hope it's not going any anywhere. I have confidence that it's not. Yeah, it's in us. It's in our human nature. We need it. So no, it, it has to stay. Yeah. It's here to stay. Yeah. Um, you know, and one thing about the pandemic and this past year is the music has prevailed. So much new music was released, was created. People found ways to play with each other, whether it was over Zoom or pre-recorded or edited together. Um, and that part of it was just incredible. And I think that the, like the live streams that happened and everybody just coming together to experience that even from their homes, it was, it just proved that music is just part of the fabric of who we are. Um, and back to new Orleans, I mean, it is, so, there's so much that has been contributed to music as a whole from that area and um, that style of music and the history of playing and the instruments. And it's just, it is so in incredibly important. And just to remind everyone, if you have anything to donate, if you have goods to donate, like we mentioned the diapers and the food and the water, go to no-hunger.org. Make sure that um, if you're able to drive items there, you can, the list is on the website. And then buyoufund.org is the other one. And we'll put those links so that people can go ahead on there and um, and help out any way that they can. Anything is uh, is better than nothing. So, you know, whatever you can yeah. give. And thank um, you for saying that. And, you know, just to, to add to what you're saying, people ask, how can we support? How can we help? And those two ways that you just said, yes, absolutely. And then really it's as simple as just show up. You can either show up physically and, you know, a lot of people had plans to come to new Orleans for jazz fest and uh, they're contemplating whether they should still come or not. And my, my personal feeling is yes, please still come. We're planning on, on having all of the scheduled 
club and venue gigs that were going to be during Jazz Fest, even though Jazz Fest is going to be canceled at the fairgrounds. Everything that, that was happening outside of that is still planning on happening. But if you don't feel comfortable showing up in person, just pick one of your favorite New Orleans businesses, um, whether it's Tipitina's or Preservation Hall or Cafe Dumont or whatever it is that you know about New Orleans, just go online and buy buy some merch, buy some gifts, uh, you know, any anything that you can do to support New Orleans at this time um, is much, much appreciated. And, you know, we, we need it more than ever. Uh, we needed it during Katrina and we need it again. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's not our fault that hurricanes happen, but, uh, but New Orleans is a much needed port in the United States and you can't put it anywhere else. There's nowhere else to put it. Absolutely. And I love, I love that idea. That is fantastic. So yes, if you can, there's someone that you've been thinking about, you want to send a gift to order it from a business in New Orleans, right? Get on there, get on the websites. Um, that's a fantastic idea. Um, and also I do want to mention what you have going on, Stan, so people can follow you, find you, um, and make sure that they're seeing you play if you're out there. So you are, you do have some gigs coming up. Um, so let's hear about those. Yep. So I'm in Atlanta tonight. I'm about to, uh, to close my computer and jump in an Uber and go to the airport uh, to fly to Atlanta. And, uh, you know, we've been evacuated here in Florida at my, my wife's family's house. So um, I'm Atlanta tonight and a private gig in the DC area Saturday. And then we're in like Grand Rapids, Michigan. We're in Ohio coming up. Um, but all that, you can see that on stantmore.com. But since you brought it up and asked, I do have my online drum academy, stantmoredrumacademy.com, which is where I've been putting all of my video lessons and written lessons for the last five years. So I did two books and DVDs, and I, I'm very proud of those. And instead of doing books and DVDs, now I've been putting everything on stantmoredrumacademy.com. And it's all of my if I have any drumming knowledge that I've collected after touring for the last 25 years, whatever knowledge I have, I'm sharing it there at stantonmoredrumacademy.com. And there's a forum and people ask questions and, um, and we share information there. And then I put up all these lessons and, um, and it, you know, it starts at the beginner level. There's a whole beginner, intermediate, advanced program, mm -hmm. fresh approach stuff. And then, and then I just tons of lessons on all kinds of other stuff. During COVID, I released a, a course on shuffles. Yes. So how to improve your standard shuffle, the triplet shuffle, the halftime shuffle, the heavy shuffle, embellishing your shuffle. So yeah, tons and tons of stuff there. And that's what I've been putting a lot of my time and energy into lately. Yes, and I will attest to the fact that you have a wealth of drumming knowledge and you share it in a way that's very relatable. So I know there are a lot of people out there who love your style of playing and you have a, such a unique sound 
And so you really give amazing tips to um, to anyone at any level. So definitely check out um, the website. We will link it in the description as well. So people can find you there. Yes. And again, thank you so much for joining us today. I know you have to get to the airport and jump on a plane. And it just means a lot that you made some time. Um, everybody remember the websites that we uh, talked about will be linked in the bio and in the, in the description. And you can go there and donate what you can, give what you can and uh, keep keep Louisiana, you know, bringing the best music and food and goods and all of that to the rest of the U.S. and to the world. So Absolutely. thanks for having me, Sarah. Thank you. thank you, Stanton. Take care. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Sounds good. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. Thank you for tuning in today. Join us each Tuesday for new episodes of Sarah Hagen Backstage.